Hello and welcome to Twin Talk. I'm Angie and I'm here with my sister Joy via Zoom. And for those of you who are joining us maybe for the first time ever, I just want to give you a little history. So we've been doing Twin Talk for about a year and a half now and we've always this podcast and this is the first time we've ever attempted to do this um, through, uh, through audio. So video. No, video. Thank you, Joy. So just bear with us and we're hope we're hoping for the best. So today we are talking about the book, The Invincible Summer of Juniper Jones. And it was published in June of 2020 by uh, I think it was a lady. The name is Dabba McQueen. I think it's a woman who wrote the book, Dabba McQueen. And I'm just going to read the summary of the book. This was from Goodreads, by the way. It's the summer of 1955 for Ethan Harper, a biracial kid raised mostly by his white father. Race has always been a distant conversation, but he's sent to spend the summer with his aunt and uncle in small town, Alabama. His blackness is suddenly front and center, and no one is shy about making it known he's not welcome there, except for Juniper Jones, the town's resident oddball and free spirit. She's everything the townspeople aren't open, kind, and full of acceptance. Armed with two bicycles and unlimited supply of root beer floats, Ethan and Juniper set out to find their place in a town that's bent on rejecting them. As Ethan is confronted for the first time by what it means to be Black in America, Juniper tries to help him see the beauty in even the ugliest reality, and that even the darkest days can give rise to an invincible summer. Davin McQueen's Juniper Jones is a character for all ages in this sweet coming-of-age story set in 1950s Alabama. So just to be totally honest here, it's been a while since I read the book. <laughs> Joy, you too, it's right? a month or two, yeah, since I've read the book. Yeah, and what's funny is when you read as many books as you and I do, you know, even though it was just a month or two ago, mm -hmm. you still tend things get kind of uh, everything runs together and it's easy to forget. You remember main characters and general plot, but it's easy to forget some of the important details. Right. Because we've probably read two or three books since then or more, actually. Um, so tell me your thoughts about the book. What did you think about it? I thought it was really good. I mean, um, I thought it had a little bit of a slow start at first. I wasn't sure if I was going to like the book, but the deeper mm -hmm. in I got, the more I liked it. And I'm just really glad that I read it because I thought it was very good. Yeah, I, 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 me too. I thought it was a really good book. I mean, it's funny because we're all always make comments about, oh, I didn't think it was that great. And then later on, as you start discussing it, you realize, oh, that really was a great book. You know what I'm saying? But I yeah. wasn't, I thought at the time that I was just being blown away by the book yeah but now that I've had time to reflect and look back on it I I agree with you I think it was a really good book and I felt like the character of Juniper Jones was uh what made me personally really <laughs> like it she was just so upbeat and quirky you know mm -hmm. she had this big zest yeah. for life. she had a really uh, good personality real cute real fun yeah she was so lovable you know so anytime mm -hmm. they had scenes with her in it you know I thought those were always really enjoyable um, mm -hmm. I thought I would read just a couple book reviews. So I did have a chance before uh, tonight, I went and looked at some reviews and overwhelmingly the book reviews were really good. People loved, loved this book. So I found a couple that I really liked. One lady said, this is what she said. Well, my face is splotchy and my husband just asked, what happened? Are you okay? 
So yeah, you could say I felt this book. It's bananas. The torrent of emotions this book put me through. Excitement, fear, whimsical giggles, anger, and some ugly cries. I loved every second of it. Do yourself a favor and read this book. I thought that was pretty good. And then I had one more. The plot is tragic and beautiful at the same time. It's a story about friendship, innocence, and racism. So I uh, picked that one to read because I felt like it just totally, it really summed the book up really well. So I thought we would just discuss the book just to give uh, our listeners just a general idea of kind of what it was about. Uh, So Ethan Harper, he's biracial, actually. So he had a white father and a black mother. And he apparently, do you remember, Joy, he got in trouble like he got in a fight. Um, one of the kids at school was a boy at school said something. They don't come out and say what he said, but you know, it's probably something pretty racist, pretty ugly. And Ethan, I think had just had it because this boy had been bothering him for, I think years. And he yeah. just had had it and he just reared back and punched this kid in the nose, I believe, punched him in the face. And I guess he got suspended and then his dad was worried about him. So he's like, oh, I'm worried about him. He's going down the wrong road. What's going to happen? And he sends him off to live with his aunt in this small Alabama town. Not forever, but just for the summer. Right. And so I have a question for you. Okay. So dad is white and, mm-hmm. and his dad and mom are separated and his mom is black. So his mm-hmm. dad sends him to live with his his brother or his sister one. But anyway, he sends him with his aunt, uncle, in this small race, racist town. I think town. the dad and mom were sisters. I mean, the, yeah. I'm sorry. I think the dad, Ethan's, wait a You're second. Right. Yeah, Ethan's so, dad he said and him his the, dad were brothers. Yeah. Oh, no, no, the mom. The mom and Ethan's dad were brother and sister. Yes, because she had recently married. Right, so, okay. Yeah, and, um, but I wanted to ask your opinion on this. Did you think it was strange that, his kid's in trouble. He's been in five school. He's trying to send him off somewhere, you know, kind of, kind of as a punishment. Also maybe to learn a lesson, maybe somebody can help straighten him out. But did you think it was plausible that they sent him to an all white? I didn't either. No, that he would send him to a little town that he knows all about. And he knows how racist it is. And that didn't make sense to me. His dad's his, I, you, I'm sorry. You, uh, I couldn't hear what you just said. His dad actually grew up in that town. So yeah, he so he should know how racist everyone is and how hard it would be for Ethan in that town. Yeah, that part of the book did not make sense to me that he would send him away from a bigger city. Do, aren't, aren't they living like in like Montgomery or somewhere bigger? Or are no, they up north? They were living like in a totally different state. state was, that's right. Yeah, yeah, he thought he could stay out of trouble and maybe teach him a lesson by sending him down there. But no, that's the only part of the book I really took issue with is yes. really you're going to send your biracial kid to this town that's all white and you know the track record there. That didn't make sense. Yeah. I, I agree. And I actually saw another reviewer. They put, hey, that part, that was kind of a little bit unrealistic. That probably wouldn't yeah. have happened. Anyway, it is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. So when he gets to his aunt and uncle's house, you know, he finds out his aunt's actually really very loving toward him. She's, yeah, she's very accepting. He's expecting a baby. But his uncle, on the other hand, he was kind of like tolerated Ethan. Being yeah, married. I feel like it was very hard for him to warm up to Ethan. But, you know, looking back and without giving anything away, I think it's because he was worried about what was going to happen. I think yeah. he was being cautious. I don't think it was that he didn't love Ethan. I think he was just felt very uncomfortable with what could happen with him being there. Yeah, it's just the whole 
situation made him feel uncomfortable. I right. agree. So his uncle puts Ethan to work right away. So his uncle owns a malt shop and he's, he, he makes Ethan start working in this malt shop during the day. And of course the way Ethan describes it, there, there's everybody in there. Um, until one day a young girl comes in and this is where we're introduced to the character of Juniper Jones. So can you kind of just give our listeners a little, just a little description of what Juniper Jones was like? Yeah, Juniper Jones, uh, she had red hair, a teenage girl, just very, just, I just think of a free spirited hippie. She just accepted everybody. It didn't matter what you look like or the color of your skin or anything like that. She just automatically comes to the door and says, we're going to be friends and she's yeah. real quirky and different kind of eccentric but she's fun she she's always wanting to have fun and ex- she wants to live life to the fullest you know yeah and and I'm glad you said that about how she wants to live life to the fullest and that's she definitely is eccentric that's a good word okay so she's she actually comes in she instantly makes friends with Ethan of course he's a little bit taken aback he's much more conservative and more of a introvert she's much more of an extrovert so you don't think they're gonna mesh you know uh, because she's so over the top but yeah uh, yeah, he I could see him being kind of taken aback like who are you you know because he has not had a very warm welcome and she's just welcoming him with open arms you know yeah you could tell he was just a little hesitant to like he doesn't know what to think to make over is how I and do you remember, uh, so the whole book, their summer revolves around this list she has made. So mm-hmm. he has, she has this list. She, so she tells him, I have decided in my mind, I am going to, I, Juniper Jones, I'm going to have this, the most awesome summer I've ever had. And it's going to be the invincible summer of Juniper Jones. And she has this long list of things that she's going to accomplish. Like a bucket she, list that they're going to accomplish over one summer. Yes. Yeah, so and she wants Ethan to do these things with her. And here's, and I, I tried to find that list tonight. I tried to look for it and I couldn't find anything that actually, so I'm just doing this from memory. Do you remember anything that was on the list? Uh, they were going to try every flavor of ice cream that existed. Uh, and of course, since he bought shop, they were going to do that. They yes. Did that. Uh, they were going to plant sunflowers everywhere. Uh, yeah. Weren't they going to plant sunflowers? She okay. was going to learn to swim. Okay. Um, I can't remember any of the others off the top of my head. He wanted to climb the highest tree in town. Mm, yeah. Uh, some tree that was kind of famous for how tall it was. And mm-hmm. so they did that. And then um, there, I think she wanted to do, it was either so many cartwheels in a row or so many somersaults. Do you remember yeah, that? I don't remember. Okay. And then another time I remember them, they rolled down a grassy hill. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. So anyway, with the things on the list just to kind of give them everyone idea. yeah and some of them were doable and some of them were like that's never going to happen yeah, yeah. Some of them, you, you knew oh that's never going to happen but it was it showed that she had no limits in her yeah her uh, imagination had no yeah limits. Yeah. yeah she was exactly. very creative yeah exactly so the book is really really truly all boils down to the fact that uh the book is about ethan and all the problems that he faced being a biracial kid in a, a white town basically so in I the was, 50s yeah it, uh, yes and that's a very important point i'm mm-hmm. glad you pointed that out because it's the 50s it's a totally different era you know it was before the civil rights movement so that's real important to, to note that um personally though i felt like 
uh, the character of Juniper Jones. I feel like she was a nice contrast to all the problems you're seeing in the book. Yeah, you know, kinda, yeah it was like a breather. It just kind of gave you some mental relief from all the problems. You know, I feel yeah. like every book needs that. If it's too heavy all the way through, the reader needs a little bit of comic relief. Not that she yeah. was always funny, but she was kind of that okay you take a breath of air now there's no problem they're having fun this is funny you know she just yeah. gives you a break you know yeah 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 I thought the author did a really good job of balancing the contrast between kind of her fun quirky calendar uh character and the problems that Ethan faced on a day-to-day -day basis mm -hmm. um and she had her own problems too yeah yeah, yeah. but and that's something that I was going to get into I didn't really put it I hadn't really planned on talking about it, but that's a good mm -hmm. point. She had a lot of her own problems. So mm -hmm. it, 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 so that was really good that she, that the author gave her her problems is I didn't, you know, who wants to see like, Oh, the white redheaded girl has no problems in life, but the, right. the virus, it, it's just, and that's yeah. reality. Uh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. That's reality. It doesn't matter what color your skin is. You have problems, but exactly. I liked how she just didn't have paint it all one-sided. Oh, he's biracial. He's the only one poor little biracial kid. He has all the problems. Well, she had her own set of problems. She was an outcast too. And I, I like you said, I like how the author balanced that out, how they both had their set of own set of problems and helped each other out with each other's set yeah. of problems, you know? And so, you kind of just answered my question, I think. Uh, did you feel like the author was preachy at all? You know how sometimes you read these books about no. race? No, I liked that she wasn't preachy. And she would just mention in passing, like, you know, when they were watching the news and Ethan saw the story about the girl who wouldn't give up her seat on the bus. And, you know, mm -hmm. that they're talking about Rosa Parks, but they don't come out and say it. They don't get preachy. He's not like, oh, I'm going to go do something right now. It's like it's planting a seed in his mind. Hey, this is not right something's wrong and it plants that seed that he's going to fight in the future is how I feel is how I took it yeah so did you feel like Juniper was discriminated against as well oh definitely yeah definitely uh, so that's that Just was one she thing. was different yeah and that's one thing I took away from the book was that it's not just about discrimination against color but it can be um because you because act she was associated her mother had a mental illness right yeah, i can't remember that part i think but her mom had a mental illness and that's okay. why she had to live with her aunt well and people I thought, thought she was crazy they, they, they thought she was crazy because of her family history right i thought they died in a fire and that she had been through a traumatic event because they I, died at their yeah but i well, once again, this is where we need to read the stories closer to our podcast or to our, <laughs> our video, but I could have swore that uh, she, the mom was associated with mental illness somehow. And that's why a lot of people made fun of her because like her crazy mom, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you do she also, just, it seems like I remember that we'll have to go research it. Am I crazy though about thinking that she did have family members that died in the fire? <laughs> that's Yes, I think they did, but I think, uh, but I also think, anyway, let's move on. We'll have to research that and figure that out later. But yeah, the main point is people are, it doesn't have to be your color. It could right. be because you're female. It could be because you have mental illness in your family. It could be because you look different or act different. People get no. discriminated against in many, many different ways. Thinking in our area, I, I I know a lot of families in our area that get discriminated simply because of their last name. 
mm-hmm. they have a history of other people who were not so right. good. They get lumped in because of that. And they automatically so. are categorized as a certain way because of their family name. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. Lots of discrimination. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so overall, I thought I thought the book was entertaining. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, and like I was thinking at this point, I really can't say <clears throat> more about the book without giving it away. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a lot, some plot, uh, you know, some of the plot and some of the Oh, you know, some of the twists and turns and the, you know, certainly I don't want to give away the ending. Yeah. Uh, so uh, do you, rec- would you recommend this book? Oh, hi, Tucker. <laughs> he jumped up in my lap. Oh, he's so cute. Okay. So, so do you, yeah, uh, I definitely rec- recommend the book, especially if you're interested in the civil rights era and the civil rights movement, it's not preaching. It doesn't really go into that, but that's really the, one of the theme, the undercurrents, one of the themes running through it are the civil rights and kind of what it, to me, it was like the, uh, the, the beginning, you know, like I said, planting that seed, it kind of is showing maybe what was going through the minds of some of these black people or biracial people at the beginning of what led up to the civil rights movement when they were seeing, oh, this is not right. We've got to do something about it. Yeah. And Juniper was a huge inspiration to Ethan throughout the book, seeing that it is okay to fight back. And it's Mm -hmm. okay. Things do need to change. Um, Well, the uh, on audible um the book was eight hours and 43 minutes long and uh, I'm, I'm with you i do recommend the book and i especially to especially probably yeah. to uh young adults i think it's a really and good I, book for young i can't remember on audible the narrator's name she sounded like a black woman but she did mm-hmm. an amazing job because she had to do the voice of Juniper and she mm-hmm. had to do the voice of Ethan and she did the voice of, I, I believe, everyone in the book. And I wish I had her name in front of me, but she did a really good job, I thought. Yeah. Okay. So the big question, how many Junipers do you give this book? I will give it a four out of five. Wow. Yeah. It was that- really, I thought it was very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Gosh, I should have not thought about this before we did this. Um, I think I'm going to give it four two. It okay. was it was good. So um, I'm going to read one more. And let me just ask you one more question. Okay. And I'm not going to give the ending away for our listeners, but or for our viewers now. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you see? You know the big thing that happens in the book. Yeah. Did, did you foresee that coming? Was that a Absolutely surprise to not. you? Absolutely yeah, not. I was going to say, there is something that happens in the book that I did mm-hmm. not see coming at all. And you didn't either. Okay, and so we do, everyone, there is a big ending. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just curious if people want to comment or, you know, comment or whatever. I'm just curious, am I, did anybody see it coming? I don't know. Well, okay, I, this is funny. One of, and see, I don't know how to say this without giving this away. I think mm-hmm. I can. One of the reviews that I read, the woman wrote, the name of the book and the first chapter gave away what happened at the end. Well, crap, I didn't, that's not. No, I, think, I don't agree with that. No, she said there was something the author said in one, in a, in somewhere in the first chapter that, that she could tell what was going to happen at the end of the book. And I was thinking, I didn't see it, but anyway. Okay. So we're going to, oh, I might know what she's talking about, but I can't say it here because it'll spoil it. I'll tell you after we get through. 
Oh, please do. And please enlighten. <laughs> okay. I can't say it now because it'll be a spoiler, but now I realize what she's talking about. Okay. Okay. So go ahead. He was actually kind of irked about it in the review. Okay. So oh. I'm, I'm going to read one last review because I thought this review was awesome. This okay. whoever, and I wish I'd have wrote their name, but it was a really good review. And then we'll do our closing comments. Okay. Okay. The Invincible Summer of Juniper Jones is sad, y'all. I ain't going to lie because it just is. This book has coincidentally, this book has coincidentally published at a time when its content and current events parallel in some ways. The issue is racism and the story is about 1950s Alabama, a redheaded girl and a boy of mixed race through one summer. I won't give anything away, but as you can imagine, fair treatment for all of humanity is not present much in the story. The depiction is true to the era, was unique. It had unique perspectives and is excellent historical fiction for young adult readers. This is an emotional, sharp and raw accounting of true selfless friendship at a pivotal young age when being understood is everything. I laughed and cried through the reading it, but one thought stuck out in my mind. Our physical bodies are certainly not invincible, but our spirits, souls, whatever you call it, linger on and are forever invincible. Wasn't that good? Good. Yeah. It's very uh, good. Uh, she just, she, what a great review. Um, okay. So uh, do you have any last, uh, any closing thoughts you'd like to say? Yeah. I just wanted to mention that. Um, I think one of the reasons I had such a strong connection with this book is we do have a little family history that connects with this book. Um, our grandfather's, our paternal grandfather's sister was married to a famous judge. Well, he's famous in Alabama, and his name was Frank Johnson, Frank Johnson Jr. And he was um, a federal judge during the civil rights movement. And he, well, all he did was try to enforce the law. He said, hey, it's not right to segregate schools. It's not right to segregate buses. And he, uh, he wasn't making new laws. He was just enforcing the ones that existed. So this is unconstitutional. And the Ku Klux Klan hated it that he was enforcing these laws. And the Ku Klux Klan referred to him as the most hated man in America. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to leave a link to his, he has a webpage with his bio on it. I'm also going to leave a link to our great aunt's where they interviewed her because she talks all about what their childhoods were like and meeting him and what life was like. But I mean, this is stuff that movies are made of. A bomb was thrown into his mother's home. I believe he had a cross burned on his lawn. His Their lives were threatened numerous times. They had to have um, like bodyguards with them for years. I mean, they went through a lot all because he was just trying to enforce the law. And it's very interesting. And a book has been written about him. I believe it was Bobby Kennedy Jr. wrote a book about him. Mm -hmm. And I'm just proud, to, even though he wasn't like blood relative, you know, he was married to our great aunt, uh, Ruth Jenkins. Uh, still, he's our great uncle. And we never got a chance to meet him before he passed away. And I never got, we never got a chance to meet her before she passed away. Mm -hmm. um, and that's sad. I would have loved to talk to him but I love the video that I'm going to link with her and she looks just like our grandfather if you just take <laughs> your hair if you see that video you just take the hair away that's our grandpa Jenkins is it not have you seen the video like a female version yes I watched the she's a she's a, a firecracker now 
Oh, she uh, is. Yeah. And there's a, what I heard, there's a statue in downtown Montgomery, Alabama of Frank Johnson, and he's won numerous awards for his civil rights efforts. And I just think it's cool that we're related to him. Yeah. And he's, he's had more than one book written about him. There's there, I saw two or three in my research. Yeah. Uh, and what gets me is he's not, he was not privileged. He wasn't entitled. There was a point where he and our aunt had 20 cents to their name mm-hmm. and they both did not come yeah, he, from very, uh, I know our aunt didn't come from a, they, they were pretty poor. And like she said, they didn't know they were poor, but they were, but he, they put themselves through college and she became a teacher and he became a judge. So it's not like you're reading about some privileged white guy. He had to work his behind off to get to where he was. And then he did make a difference. I'm very proud of him, even though I never got to meet him. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, And I was, to be honest with you, I was a little sad. So uh, my daughter and I, we're both reading the book Warriors Don't Cry, and it's about the Little Rock Nine mm-hmm. uh, that were, you know, that they were the first students to be integrated into the white schools in Little Rock, Arkansas, into what was the name of Central High? That's Central High, yeah. Yeah. And in the book, she she wanted the author, one of the nine, she she wrote, you know, I want to thank, and she listed a judge and some other people that helped them through this time that were vital in making a difference and helping these uh you know, change the laws and things. Mm-hmm. And his name wasn't mentioned and it, it kind of surprised me. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But I kind of thought that he would be in her in her yeah, book. But that she would mention the name. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um okay, well I think that's uh that's all I had to say. And um, but before we go, I want to give a little teaser. Mm-hmm. So next time on our next podcast, we're going to be discussing the book Sea Biscuit. Mm-hmm. And this book, in case you've never heard of Seabiscuit, you know, he was this famous racehorse. He raced in the late 30s, 1930s. And let's just say Joy and I really, really, really like this book. Okay. So one I'm of a- the best books I've ever read. I'll just say Love- that right now. Yeah. Loved it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I enjoyed that book. And I read it before Joy did. And the whole time, it's funny, we're twins. We know what the other one likes. And I kept thinking, I love this book, but I wonder if Joy's going to have the same reaction because honestly, it was kind of like reading a history book. Yeah. Oh, it sucked yeah. me in. I just couldn't get enough. I loved it. But we'll talk I, about it on our next podcast. Yeah. yeah. So, so be looking for that one. We really hope you join us for that. I'm and excited we, about that, but there's a lot to say. I think that's going to be like a marathon. I know. I'm glad you're reading that. Joy, I'd probably have like 10 pages of notes. I wouldn't know how to condense it. Right. I really would. All right. Well, thanks for joining us and we will see you next time on Twin Talk. Twin Talk.